This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. Back in the 1960s, when I was just beginning college, I read a book by Alan Watts entitled The Book on the Taboo Against Knowing Who You Are. Sometimes it was simply called The Book. They, the cover of it had the book in big letters and then in the small letters it had the rest of the title. Alan Watts is a wonderful author to read if you are a Christian and also interested in non-duality. He was a, a seminary-trained Episcopal priest who connects his Christian heritage to non-dual awareness. In that book, he talks about knowing who you are and about how everything in society conspires against us knowing who we are. At the time, it resonated with me, but then, as Robert Frost says, way leads on to way, and I wandered into more conservative and traditional forms of Christianity, only later to return to the reality of which he speaks and recognize it as home. As T.S. Eliot wrote, we shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. We all know who we are, our spiritual identity. We just don't always recognize that we know. That's what the word recognize literally means, to re-know. Plato said something to the effect that all knowing is really remembering what we knew before we were born. The word remember means to come back together, the opposite of dismember, and most people live dismembered lives. They forget who they are. The reason for this is that human society conspires to encourage us to forget who and what we are. But the good news, which is the meaning of the word gospel, is that this ancient and foundational knowledge of who we are is always immediately available. In fact, all of us already know, at some level, exactly what we are. We just momentarily have allowed it to slip from our memory. It's like losing your wallet or your car keys. After some searching, we stop and then we think about the last time we had it. And then all of a sudden we remember where it is. It's the same way with our identity. We forget who we are. And then we take the time to think to when in a life we knew who we were, like in early childhood or in certain spiritual experiences. We remember where we left ourselves and we find ourselves again. When I was in college, it was not unusual for people in their late teens or early 20s to take some time off from school or from work to travel in order to find themselves. It, I did that. It's kind of a strange concept that people 
they have to go in search of themselves. It's kind of like a dog chasing its tail. But the reason for this is that human society distorts our thinking so that we no longer recognize who we are. Society gives us an identity. In fact, it gives us lots of identities and we believe them. It gives us a name and roles and social status and connections. It tells us that we are these things. And we accept that. And that's the problem. We have believed what people and society have said of us. Think of all the labels that we are given. Consumers, for one. What a, a terrible term that is. Citizens. Aliens. Immigrants, Americans, white, blacks, Asians, Hispanics, liberals, conservatives, student, spouse, parent, child, Christian, Buddhist, atheist, non-dualist, human, mortal. We find ourselves and our identities in careers or jobs. People ask us who we are and we respond with a name and what we do. We see ourselves as preachers, or dentists, or plumbers, or bankers, or carpenters, and maybe one day retired. Boomers, millennials, Gen Xers, young, old, healthy, sick, happy, sad, spiritual. The list is endless. Label after label after label is applied to us, and we accept them. With each label comes expectations and responsibilities and neuroses. We become lost in a labyrinth of labels. We wear them all and end up like the madman in the gospel who referred to himself as legion. No wonder mental illness is so rampant in Western society. Depression and anxiety. After a while, people want all those identities to just stop. And they only know one way of doing that. No wonder suicide is so prevalent. That's because people have believed what society has said about them. They have forgotten who they really are. But at some level, we all know exactly who and what we are. It's right beneath the surface. It's so close that we can't see it clearly. Our thoughts are so busy that we can't think clearly. But who we really are is hiding in plain sight. What I'm talking about is our true nature. I am talking about who we are before any labels, before we learn to label things in our society and, and to label ourselves. Who we truly are is before and without labels. It is nameless which is why God would not give Moses his name and why God would not give Jacob his name in that famous wrestling scene. That is why it's so hard for people to recognize it. We think with labels. We think we need labels. My wife and I see an unfamiliar bird at a bird feeder in our backyard and our first response is to identify it to call by its name. What is it? We look in the bird guide. We find the accepted label. We think we know it. The truth is that that's when we cease to know it. That's when we cease to see it for what it is. And we see it through 
the filter of a label. The same with us, with ourselves, with our true identity. There's no, no label for what we are. Now that has not stopped people and civilizations from giving it labels. There are religious and spiritual labels for our true nature, immortal soul, spirit, Atman. But all those labels do nothing but add a layer and make it even harder to see what we are. You know who you are without labels. Look right now. Just turn your attention around backward to look at yourself and see who you are. Look directly at yourself. Now I can describe what I see when I look, but it's best that you see for yourself. Any description that I give will be, be misleading. You will start searching for what I describe, and that's not what it is. The awareness by which you see is what you are. It's not what you see, but what sees. What sees is what is. And this has no name, has no roles, has no age, no sex or gender, has no relationships, and that's a big one. Relationships always involve more than one, and this is one. This is before relationships. It includes all relationships, but it's not in relationships. Now, I've already gotten too wordy here. Don't think about these words that I'm using, or these ideas that seem to be communicated. Just see without words and ideas. Just be aware. This shining glory, this light, this peace, this consciousness, this beingness. The Israelites call it Shekinah, presence, divine presence, deepness, eternalness. Here I am using words, once again applying labels, but don't accept any of these labels that I am giving. Just look at what the labels suggest. This is intuition more than it is thinking. When you touch this intuitively, there flows up what Jesus calls living water. It is the source of life. It is what gave birth to the Big Bang that brought the universe into existence and is doing this all the time. It is bringing the universe into existence at every instant. It is completely indescribable, but it is undeniably who and what we are. It is what we live out of, whether we know that or not. It is a constant river of life that flows within. Lao Tzu calls it the Tao. The Apostle John called it the Logos. Jesus called it the Father, or the Kingdom of God. Buddha called it Nirvana. The Upanishads call it Brahman. These words are tricky because they come with centuries of religious baggage, which distort its true nature. I only mention them to show that I am referring to 
what is ancient and universal in all religious traditions. It is timeless. What is necessary is to see this mystery, this wonder, directly for yourself. This is completely obvious when it is seen. And you wonder how you could have ever not seen. Yet, before it is seen, it seems to be elusive or even non-existent. That is because, ironically, it does not exist, which is why it's sometimes called void or emptiness, but it gives existence to everything. This source is what we are, our identity. This is who you are and what you are. Nothing I or anyone else can say can bring this reality closer or make it clearer than it already is. It is a bright morning star. It is just a matter of having eyes to see. The wonderful thing is that you already know all this that I'm saying. Who you really are knows this is true. So I am not telling you anything that you do not already know. You already are aware of this at some level. It is simply a matter of bringing this subtle, deep awareness into everyday consciousness. And no one can do that but you. Even you can't do that. It simply happens. And we are grateful for the gift. No teacher, no preacher can teach you this, what you already know. Simply rest in that deep identity that is present before thoughts arise. That is who and what you are. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.